0: And welcome back to Talent Talk Season 2 with your hosts, Kelton Robbie, Nick Lewis, and Dean Grassy. Today, we're joined by the one, the only, Gary McGovern, <laughs> who's been announcing Tyrone's football games for about three decades now. Yep,
1: just finished 30 years. Wow. That's yeah. incredible.
0: Gary, how are you doing today?
1: Very good for as early of a morning as it is, but... It's a beautiful good. outside. Beautiful day. Beautiful mm-hmm. day. Yeah, it, is, nice it is a nice day mm-hmm. um. Yeah.
2: So tell us, I'm pretty sure the community is interested and I'm interested... How did you get this job of announcing?
1: Well, in 1988, I had uh, been doing the Powderpuff game for four years prior to getting this public address announcer job. And uh, the then athletic director, Pete Dutrow, asked me if I would take over for Ronnie Thomas, who had previously uh, done the PA. And I said, absolutely, you know, best seat in the house, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I took it over in 91. And um, I was secretary of the Booster Club at that time and left then to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> Have you ever missed, uh, like, a football game, ever?
1: As near as I can tell, and we've talked about this in different years, I believe I've missed four games in 30 years. Oh, and, wow. And they were all That's work-related travel. I used to do a lot of international travel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I managed to only miss four. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, That
0: is pretty good. So, uh, with announcing, who were, like, the coaches, all the coaches that you, like, (coughs) announced for?
1: Uh, Let's see. Tim Stone was there one year when I started, I think, 91. And then John Schoenwolf would come back for a second round. He was a longtime coach here. And then um, Tom Miller uh, took it for a couple of years. And then John Franco uh, came Mm -hmm. in in 94. And then, of course, after John left, we had Jason, and and but then John came back. But mm-hmm. uh, so that's been my run of coaches. Was yeah.
2: there is this some like mm-hmm. thing I'm making up in my head, or was there someone that had a relationship with the NFL? Whether it was like, coaching Tim like yeah, yeah, yeah. coach Tim Stone, yeah, yeah.
1: Coach Coach Tim Stone was an NFL player, and he came in. I don't know what got him into the area. I got to know Tim for a short time, but then he wasn't here long. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ho- yeah, really. I don't think they won a game that year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because my dad was talking about that. Yeah. I think he yeah. said he remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might have been my first <laughs> year. It might have been <laughs> my first year. Didn't have a lot of wins called that year. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so speaking of coaches, what has your relationship been with all of them, and do you have any favorites?
1: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, with all of them, um, I didn't know Tim that long, but uh, the rest of them I uh, knew knew really well. I'd have to say John as my favorite because mm-hmm. uh, when John came to Tyrone in 94, I didn't know him, uh, but we, uh, uh, we quickly got together and, and uh, Pete wanted me to kind of talk to him about the program a little bit and, uh, um, and the community, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, what a, what a time, you know, it has been uh, and still is, you know. I always say John, John is a once-in-a-lifetime coach and we get to have him twice, so that's kind <laughs> of a cool thing. Yeah, a friendship mm-hmm. bonded. that. That's day. right. That's right. <laughs> Coach
2: Franco, if you're listening out there, we can keep him. <laughs> He's, <laughs> all right. He's all right. He's all right.
0: So uh, with the 30 years of announcing, you had to have gone to quite a few football games. Is there any like most memorable football games that you've announced?
1: Yeah, I've I've announced 200 some games, but um, by far, I think there's no question. Uh, there was two, two that really stand out in John's first year. Um, we had not won for a long time, you know, prior to that. Mm-hmm. And that first year, we beat Central 14-6. to 6. And that was the first time that you could actually feel the confidence, you know, in the team. Now, we asked John, we followed that <clears throat> with four horrible losses. I mean, <laughs> just very close. But, uh, but that Central game, I think, was the turning point in the confidence of the program. You know. huh. wow. And then my second one, right after that, in 95, we beat uh, Phillipsburg here 6-5. to five. And uh, wow. huge, huge win. And, um, I mean, it was a great game, uh, but 6-5 to five is not your yeah. normal score. And at that point, I remember seeing literally floods of people still in their seats after the game and then leaving the field. And I remember telling my spotter at the time um, – We, you know, we haven't seen this ever before. You know, it was just a massive crowd. So that really solidified and, uh, you know, uh, the the program, I thought. And then, of course, 99, we won it all. So, yeah. 99, I have no memorable games because we beat everybody so bad in (laughs) 99. It was a great year. But, yeah, yeah, they were all, all winning. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
3: So, Gary, we all, like, we're at the game, but we don't think what goes into preparing all this. What goes into preparing the announcements oh for the game?
1: Um, a, all week long, I'm getting constant emails, texts, phone calls, you know, for things to announce in, uh, through, throughout the game. And boosters and, uh, the you know, Cummins usually sends me uh, some things. So that, that's kind of typical. Uh, but then before the game, my spotter and I usually get in and go over the names to make sure I pronounce them Semi accurately, um, but uh, and if there's any questions, we try to clarify that and just go over the the rosters and uh, make sure we know. And if I can get the starting lineups, that helps, you know, to to kind of know what the what the. Uh, offense is going to look like on the opposing team. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I'm getting texts throughout the entire uh, game, you know, to try text is great. Now we didn't have that <laughs> before. We had a walkie talkie, which uh, you could sometimes hear over the uh, <laughs> if I didn't unkey the mic, but but yeah, but uh, it's uh, text is great for that. Yeah.
2: I remember someone texted you during the middle of a game on my birthday when I was like 10 and you announced it or something. Yeah. And I, that was a great day for me. i <laughs> the whole Tyrone football team. Here's yep. my birthday.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, The couple of times that I've not made the games, uh, Fred Miller usually is my backup, uh, Mm. the district attorney. And he said, Gary, I'll do everything, but I will not announce birthdays. (laughs) (laughs) So you gotta keep me on if you want birthdays.
2: (laughs) So besides like Dean and I, obviously being some of your favorite athletes who are others that you got to watch on the you field? know
1: you just that yeah dean and dean and uh, Nick. that's it i mean uh, there's right. no those good. are the yeah. two yeah. we figured yep. it out that's it and end of uh, end of question now um by uh, two there's two that come to mind uh jesse jones and he was a junior in 94 i believe Senior in 95, and uh, Marcus Owens. Marcus came right after him, uh, and uh, they were the start of that, those years, you know, where the, the teams were. But those two just, uh, you know, that was, again, my early, my first announcing years where we had uh, teams that were, you know, um, star teams. So. But those two come to mind. Yeah, huh. you know. And, of course, Nick and Dean. Yes, yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously. <laughs>
0: So with announcing all these years, there's had to be times where you mispronounced something or mess up. Is there any like one that you remember? Oh my gosh.
1: I mean it would the list would be endless. <laughs> I, yeah I'm, that's why I rely on my spotters a lot, but uh, the spotters help me on I, I make more errors probably on calls because we don't always know. I usually take the offense, the spotter takes the defense. Mm-hmm. And we try to get the number and the call, you know, uh, correct. And I know I've missed, missed a lot of those. Or Occasionally I'll hear from, <laughs> from people on that. But um, unlike Powderpuff, Powderpuff, of course, we have multiple numbers. Hard to see. No, no right names on the jersey. <laughs> so that is the test for announcing. I always uh, tell, um, I told uh, John and Chuck when they uh, announced that, if you can do that game, you can do any of them. The rest <laughs> of them are easy, but uh, but yeah. So That's most true. of the errors would be on. I, and I've had the mic on key a couple of times, and I obviously probably they probably heard me just doing small talk or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, right. Yeah.
3: So, are there any favorite? Pa- so you coach the Powderpuff games, obviously. You mm. don't coach them. I don't do coach. Like, <laughs> you announce <know, now> <laughs> them. So, you announce know, yeah. so We coach. Yep. But have there been any like favorite memories, favorite players, like someone you're like, oh wow. <laughs>
1: In Powderpuff? Yeah. Well, my biggest memory from Powderpuff was the first year, 1988. And um, that, that's why, by the way, I have captains now. Because <laughs> in 1988, we had, I think, almost 100 girls Jeez. at wow. the time. The classes were bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. And we had about fifth, uh no, more than that. Seventy girls on each side, so about 140 girls. Wow, and crazy. the first meeting I ever had for that wasn't here at the school; it was down at the Y, actually. And um, they—I remember a sea of girls there to select their shirts. Well, let me tell you, 150 girls trying to select shirt colors. It's a wonder I'm still not there. You know, <laughs> and, and, and and right after that, I said. We're going to have captains, and the captains are going to do one thing, if nothing else, and they're going to select colors for shirts. But that's what started that, because it was impossible to get the decision on shirts and colors back <laughs> then. So we have gone changed a little bit. It's all orange and black now, and, yeah. and uh, it, so we've made that an easier choice. But uh, Has so it always
2: been orange and black then?
1: No no uh eighty eight through uh, I think we've just done that the last ten or twelve years, wow, yeah, yeah, it used to be they could pick their own color, that was another nightmare, but yeah <laughs> yeah, um but um in you know the powder puff games of all my my biggest powder puff memories probably would be the years where the team won as juniors and seniors. That's mm-hmm. only happened three or four times in wow. in my thirty four years, yeah wow, yeah, so
2: he, of course, you've been to a lot of games. Hopefully, most of them with pretty great weather. But has there ever been a game with just, like, weather that you remember just being so crappy?
1: That's an easy one. Uh, Yeah, the fog game. And I can't remember the year, but Pete Dutrow was the AD. And uh, that we were still in the old press box. I don't know if you guys remember the old press box. It sat a little lower where it is now, but Mm -hmm. sat lower. So when you were in my seat, you were literally right next to the people right in front of you the end oh. of the bleacher seats it was an old wooden press box and um that game it was uh rainy and uh, the temperature was changing pete was on the sideline pete dutra and i had his the walkie-talkie and the f- it started to get foggy i mean like majorly foggy and you could see it drifting down onto the field wow And it drifted onto the field. It was second quarter. I'll never forget it. And I could not, and I'm sitting where all the home fans are. I couldn't see any. I could not see outside the press box. And, of course, the fans couldn't either. Pete grabbed his walkie-talkie, piped. He called the game. The field was fine. And he called the game to me, and I called it over the public address (laughs) system. And the people were... You could see people down there looking up, like, "What is he looking at? <laughs> what is he really, saying?" How can you there was see n- it? you couldn't see anything, wow. and we we never skipped a beat. We we announced the entire uh, the rest of the second quarter, and then finally the fog lifted at halftime. Wow. But uh, it was the funniest thing, and and Pete enjoyed that. He knew what was going to happen. You know, he could tell. He said, "Gary, I'll just I'll just give you the plays." You know, so we did the plays, and the scoreboard operator had to go by what he said because you couldn't see the scoreboard. Yeah. but on the field it was fine. So. That was, and I wish I remembered the year on that, but it was uh, the fog game, you know. But it was uh, that was the that was really the only weather significant thing that I recall. So, wow, yeah,
0: it is pretty crazy. <laughs> so uh, thirty years is a pretty long time. Uh, do you ever plan on hanging up the old mic and headset?
1: It's the best seat in the house, and um, it's hard to get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I I hope to be around for a while longer. I love doing it. It's uh, such an honor to To be able to do it, you know, with all the memories, and uh, yeah. and you know, it's just uh, incredible. I think it's just I'm blessed to be able to do that. So I think uh,
2: it'd be a lot of fun too, honestly. Yeah, like I could. I think it'd be pretty cool to just sit there and call plays like that. Oh yeah, the it's mm-hmm. you know,
1: it's easy. Yeah, if anytime I can sit and talk, you know, it's an easy job. Yeah, it's an easy job. And, it's and really watch no, football. And watch football. Yeah, yeah that's right. The, yeah. am-
3: the American dream. Right? That's right. <laughs> so. Apparently, we just heard this actually, just today, me and Nick. Mm-hmm. We hear that you know Teak.
2: We have no idea who that is. We're <laughs> supposed to ask about him. Yeah.
3: That.
1: Oh, Kent Tacolby. Okay. So you're talking about Kent Tacolby. So, anybody watching this who was a Pirate fan, uh, he was a um, major a relief pitcher, broke all kinds of records. I see Todd back there uh, putting his thumbs up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so over the years, we've done a lot of sports banquets here in Tyrone. And,. Um, I'm sure the story on Teak is uh, based on this, but um, Kent DeColvey came in for me and did a banquet here. And um, th- But the funniest part of this, I think, is the Steve Blass connection. Steve Blass is another uh, guy who just recently retired from the Pirate announcing booth. So he and Teak were both announcers for the Pirates after they played. They were both big stars. What? They were both were in here. And I, I had, I think Steve, I had Steve Blass at a banquet and Steve, in the line of the buffet line, jokingly grabbed a roll and stuck it in his pocket, a, 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 a dinner roll. And I looked at it, and he said, "I he said I was taught that always in a banquet stick a dinner roll in your pocket in case you don't get enough to eat." You know. So I thought that was fun. Okay. So I was MC in the banquet, and I told that story to everybody. And as a joke, I said to him, "Well, not really." I said to him could you autograph, I did this in front of the group, so I could, could you autograph this dinner roll for me? Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I collect you know, cards and sports memorabilia. I'm going to be the only one to have an autographed dinner roll. You know, So Blast signed it. And uh, the next year, I had Tecolvi in to speak. And uh, I told Tecolvi the story at the banquet. I had Teak sign me a dinner roll, too. Wow. And, uh, and then years later, I had one of the pirate presidents in, and he signed a dinner roll. So <laughs> I think I may be the only one. Wow. With a Steve Blast, Kent DeColby, and uh, Frank Coonley was the other uh, president of uh, general D- So I'm sure I'll check. You ch- are the old <laughs> ch- yeah. one. Col- that's a collection. And I still have them. I yeah. still have them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Yeah, we heard
2: about him this morning, and the teachers were in here talking about Teak, and Dean and I are, are yeah. just like, we don't know Teak. Who's Who Teek? Teak? Okay.
1: Yep, yep. Teek, uh, he was uh, back in the 70s. Uh, 79 when 79, that's how long it's been since the Pirates won the World Series. How did this turn into being a uh, pirate show? <laughs> yeah, how about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs>
3: all right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Gary, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks so much. Appreciate it. If you like
3: today's podcast and want to hear more, you can catch it on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music.